Welcome to All The Therapies. We're two clinicians who try out different therapeutic practices so you can find the right type of healing for you. I'm Abby Crom. I'm Mona E. Shaker. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for joining us. Let's jump in now. All righty. Hello. So this is our first episode of All the Therapies. I'm Mona E. Shaker. I'm Abby Crum. And we are kicking off this podcast with ketamine-assisted therapy. So yeah, do you want to jump in, Abby? So you sure. already had two doses at this point. Would you like to talk about why you chose this as something that you've always wanted to try? Sure. I think I have been curious about psychedelic assisted therapies just ever since I've been in grad school there's been talk of it mm-hmm. but it's always felt like really far off and ketamine is the first thing to be FDA approved as a treatment and you know one of the main reasons besides my own curiosity which was obviously a reason is that it is supposed to be a breakthrough treatment for treatment resistant depression and in the past I have had clients who have had treatment resistant depression and so you know, I always want to be able to offer clients as much support as possible, but there's something about sending a client into a completely unknown. And like we know sometimes with therapy and and different, you know, it's part of why I think we're doing this podcast, like there can be a really varied experience. So I always like to be able to let people know what they can expect with an appointment or something like that to give them a little guidance. So, you know, it's pretty standard especially if you're a practitioner of like a psychedelic assisted therapy that you've tried it so you can know what your client is going through. And so for that same reason, it seemed like something to try. And again, it's got a high safety protocol. It is safe to use. Even I don't have treatment resistant depression, but there's still benefit. And so, yeah, I was able to use it. And I was mainly, you know, seeing if I can make any progress with anxious thoughts because those just kind of stick around. I manage them pretty well day to day, but hey, maybe there's some <laughs> some more work that can always be done on that part. That's that's usually where I struggle more often. Definitely. And I love like that approach of not wanting to send clients to something that we haven't experienced personally or we just could read about. I'm sure it really makes a big difference when you could talk about like what to expect and talk a little bit about your experience. I'm sure that would make anybody feel a little bit more at ease, especially with something with like ketamine, because I feel like there's a lot of stigma around it. Do you want to talk a little bit about when you first heard about ketamine-assisted therapy? If you had any preconceived notions, what were you expecting? Yeah, I think again, so there's an organization called MAPS, which is like a essentially devoted to the study of psychedelic medicine. Again, I've heard about this since grad school. It's kind of just been in the therapy community. I know people who have gone to other states to try different psychedelic-assisted therapies. And so I've heard about psilocybin. I knew a little more about that. had a little more experience with that, maybe in college. But ketamine... It did seem more like what I knew is it's a anesthetic. So, I mean, I knew it was, you know, and you hear it's a horse tranquilizer. (laughs) It has been used in that way. But I mean, of course, they're not using it in the same way they use in that situation. But yeah, I mean, it made me feel like, okay, I'm going to be a bit more like immobilized. I'm not going to be like, so there were definitely, I think it brought up more fears for me than maybe other types of 
psychedelics or, you know, substances. And that was like a lot of what I talked to the practitioner. So, you know, I was working with a doctor. We are really talking about this in a therapeutic use. So there's a doctor who I met through a colleague. And so I talked to the doctor a lot about what to expect. And, you know, we're going to interview her. So she'll be able to talk more about those common fears and how to address them. But yeah, it's really normal to have some fears about what you're going to experience. Definitely. I'm sure you jumped in. So you met a doctor and it sounds like a therapist as well. I'm imagining there was like a consultation session. You got your questions answered. What was that like initial outreach like? Yeah. So you do need to do a consultation session and probably because this is a colleague and I'm doing it in a a little bit of a different context than if you're doing it for full treatment, I believe you may do multiple sessions or consultations before you do ketamine. But I mean, we did it to make sure this is appropriate. There are categories of people, you know, it's just not advised for. It really is for most people, but based on your family history and Mm -hmm. medical issues, they do need to assess for that. So in the consultation, it really was about asking these important questions about medical history and making sure this is appropriate. And then really just addressing any fears or questions or and explaining the process. That is what, you know, a consultation is really like. Awesome. So you were saying before, okay, you don't have the treatment resistant depression, but you do a struggle with anxiety. So is anxiety one of the symptoms that it could treat? I don't think it's like approved for that specifically, or it's been studied, but it is meant to help you kind of reduce fear and make improvement with like a wide variety of things. But it is important to kind of talk with a doctor and make sure you're treating something that is treatable with ketamine. I do think in the future, you know, I was just watching, I don't know his name, but the person who started MAPS for the study of psychedelic medicine. And he's saying eventually this could be something where it's really is done for personal growth. So there is potential for that. But as it stands right now, it's really meant to be a treatment. Got it. That makes sense. And I mean, right. And depression, anxiety are so like highly linked. It's not like these are two completely separate symptoms. So, okay, great. So you had your consultation, everything checked out. You were a good candidate for this therapy. So let's set the scene. Your very first dose, where were you at? Who was there with you? This one, okay. And I'll tell you because my second dose I went to Dr. Coleman's office for just lots of reasons. We're still in pandemic times and we had to, based on both of our schedules, because we're both a bit busy, had to do it kind of in the evening. And so Dr. Coleman and Missy, who is the therapist that work with me, came to my house because I my office is a detached office. But I'll tell you about the second dose I did. It was actually a very similar setting. But yes, because I have this long couch that I'm able to lay down on. And, you know, so it really was in my office because essentially there's two ways of, there's actually three, there's lozenge, injection, and nasal spray. And so the first one was a lozenge. And honestly, even I think I was imagining for the injection one, like the, you know, the thing you see in the hospital where they hang the bags off of them of liquid. I thought that the second one was just a shot. I mean, I guess you didn't really need like a hospital setup, you know? So, I mean, I think not knowing if the fact that this was more medically assisted, if it was going to be more of a medical setup, but really it was like a nice therapeutic office on both ends. One was just mine. I don't know that they generally do house calls, but we were just trying to arrange this around our schedules and it worked out that way. 
So I was like laying down on my couch. There is a total blackout mask I received. There's music that they put in headphones. So it's just all really set up if you want something with you, something that reminds you of feeling comfortable or safe, you know, you can have that with you. And you don't eat six to eight hours before and you don't have caffeine. So I was also a little hungry, yeah. but uh, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Sometimes you do that. So, I mean, just as that was some of the preparatory work. Interesting. Yeah. What do you think the purpose is for having a mask on? So you're like not aware of like your surroundings or is that for like a deeper experience? I think a deeper experience. Yeah. Cause in my second dose, I did, I ended up with the mask off. I didn't know. And then like, I was like, it's bright all of a sudden. I realized I had taken my own mask off. <laughs> and that is different. You know what I mean? Like you feel like you're kind of in the room where when you have the mask on, it's more, you go internal. That makes sense. Okay. So mask on, now you have headphones. So you're listening to yeah. music. Yeah. You ingest a lozenge. Yeah. What went through your mind? Were you nervous, scared, excited? I wasn't really too nervous because I had talked to Dr. Holman and Missy and I had talked to Missy before my session as well, who's the therapist. And part of this we haven't talked a lot about is like the thing that makes us a therapy really is the integration. So yes, you have an experience while you're on the ketamine, but the whole point is that you're going to have a discussion afterwards subsequently to help you integrate what happened. And so that's really what does make it a therapy. So you take the lozenge in and you need to hold it in your mouth for 12 minutes. That was like a little daunting. It really did not feel like 12 minutes. That's also probably because the medicine started to kick in. And once the medicine kicks in, you do lose a sense of time. So they set it up that we will mind the time for you. Do not worry about the time. You are not going to be able to tell how much time has passed. And that's true, you know, so it was really difficult to tell time. And, you know, it was like, I just started to more feel the music. I did start to see more colors and shapes. And it was very, to me, what you would kind of expect, or like a movie. I got a lot of Disney imagery, you know, like when they're like, do you remember the Heffalumps and Woozles song? Yeah, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh, exactly. That was like, I don't know if it's because I have a history with Disney. We won't get into it now. But so I... <laughs> seen a lot of Disney stuff. So I don't know if that's just me that all my psychedelic references are like from Disney movies, but, um, I mean, I feel like like, the creators of that were definitely high as a kite. So it makes, it checks out. Yeah, definitely. It was like that. (laughs) Totally. Right. And you have nothing in your body. Like you haven't eaten, you haven't had coffee. So I'm sure it kind of hit pretty quickly. All right. So you're seeing colors. Like, was it enjoyable? Was it fun? Especially if you were kind of wanting to focus on the anxiety. Was there anything related to the anxiety during the experience? I think so. Like, I think definitely fears did come up during. And like, thankfully, we had talked about it. Like, one of my fears that kept coming up is, am I going to get stuck in this state? Mm. And even though we had talked about it beforehand and that, you know, one of the things Dr. Coleman had said that was helpful, which is it's a round trip ticket. Like everybody comes back. So I remember actually telling myself while I was in it, it's a round trip ticket, just like enjoy it. That would help me kind of, and then you just kind of feel like you feel like you're in motion a lot. You know, I either felt like I was dropping. I felt like I was like moving through water. I was just like, let me just <laughs> keep being in motion until I kind of come back. But I know that fears definitely did come up during, but that's why they're there. The doctor and therapist were with me the entire time, even though like it is, you're not totally immobilized, but like 
it is harder to move. Like it would take a lot of thought for me to think about moving my hand, but I definitely could. And as I told you, I took off my mask in the second time. So, you know, I could reach out and tell them. And there was a moment where, so my tongue started to go numb in my mouth. And I don't know if they had mentioned that or I forgot, but I was like, what if that's some weird side effect? And say this is my anxiety. I'm like, my mouth is now not usable. <laughs> so I wrote, because I had the lozenge in my mouth, I wrote to them in the early part, you know, my mouth is numb. She was like, yeah, it's normal. So, so they were accessible. So that was really helpful. Got it. They're accessible, right? So if you have a fear in the moment, they could answer. Yes. But it sounds like while you were under the influence of the ketamine, that you're having your own experience for yes. that period of time. And then the integration part with the therapist happens after. Correct. I think for me, it was hard for me to fully drop in. And they actually gave me a second lozenge because I seemed coherent. And I think I still was able to maintain contact with the room, which I think the intention is to let go a little bit more. And so this is why it's usually like four to six sessions. So I mean, there's still benefit to she says she never does like one. That's what we did too. So the more you do, the more you can build on it. Because I think there was like this ability or me wanting to or because I have these kinds of fears of wanting to maintain contact with the room. But because it was a lot of medicine, I also think it like stayed in my body like for a long time. You know, so then after I got like a granola bar and we were talking and afterwards it, it was really helpful. I was just answering questions and I had no even like ability or desire to like think through my answers and like block out information like you might even do even in therapy we do that mm -hmm. right we're like and eh, do I need to say that or we're just always thinking of like how am I going to craft this story and I just had no even that part was gone so it was like I was just like really direct and like really yeah this is what I think and it did feel like I was having more insights in the moment and things were just really clear they were asking about that fear like where it is that come from like and so it really was exploring it after did feel really helpful. And then I was still though a bit woozy. And so like we did that for like probably 45 minutes. Talking afterward. And how long was Talking the actual afterwards. experience? with Probably them? 45 minutes to an hour. Got it's it. It's usually 30 to 45 minutes. Yeah. Okay. So you had the experience yeah. and then afterwards having a granola bar because I'm getting yeah. hungry just thinking about being yeah. without food for that long. <laughs> yeah. And then so she's asking you just like specific questions or is there pre- questions ahead of time that they like standardize? Yes, there is a preparation sheet where I talk about what I want to work on. Nice. And yeah, so they're really going off of that and they're writing down everything I'm saying, which may be a good or bad thing. You know, <laughs> it's like, well, I don't know. Like, you know, like just after anything, especially if you're on substances, you don't always want to go back and <laughs> look at what you were doing or saying, but no, it's actually good. And Missy, the therapist said she would give me all of her notes. So that was good. But I know I felt still really groggy. And for me, I really felt like I couldn't do much. They were like, maybe you want a journal or maybe you want to... I did have a desire to watch Alice in Wonderland, <laughs> which I mean, I don't think we have to look that far into what that was. And it was actually really like, there was something soothing about that because it's essentially that journey. That's it. She goes into a hole. She has all these weird experiences and she comes back out as who she is, you know? I mean, and so I really did enjoy watching that while I was kind of still groggy. It was at this point pretty late at night. So then I just went to sleep. I slept like a rock. But I would say, and I saw this when I was kind of Googling because obviously I was going to Google to see what other people's experiences were, is that I was pretty tired and lower energy actually. And some people describe differently. Some people feel like they have more energy than ever. But for me, I 
felt pretty groggy and I was still able to work. I still was able to meet with clients and I don't think anyone knows that they saw me the day after I was doing ketamine. So I still felt actually really capable and and competent in everything I was doing, but my energy was pretty low and I wanted to go to sleep early the next night. So I think, so I was doing it on a Monday and a Friday. So those three days between my two sessions were just me almost resetting from the first session. And then, yeah, then I went to Friday session. Yeah. Was there anything that stood out to you after the first one? Like, did you have any realizations or did you connect any dots? I do think I was like connecting dots over the next few days. Mm -hmm. You know, I think just realizing things about my fear and why the same fears come up often. Mm -hmm. And so I would think about something like that makes sense. And I also felt really like calm and collected. I did feel actually like I was doing actually pretty good therapeutic work. And so I don't know what about that was, but I did just kind of feel really connected in or something like that. Because I think there's also this expectation of feeling euphoric. And I I definitely don't think that's how I felt. Mm, Okay. Good to know. So yeah, any takeaways after the first dose? Would you say pros and cons or anything that it's good for folks to know while considering? I think definitely there's lots of pros. It's like a lot of work in a short time. Now it is approved and you can do it with a doctor and a therapist because I absolutely see now actually experiencing this medicine, how doing it by yourself could be problematic Mm. and like not integrating what you experienced. I mean, it can feel really lonely. So um, what do you mean by that? Well, I guess it is a really unique experience and you do kind of feel like you're by yourself in this kind of void, right? And so to kind of come out and not be able to like talk to anyone about it. So it was really nice to know and I knew they had experienced the medicine, right? So that felt good. And just again, being able to like see life from a different perspective. So I do think, yeah, it's good for people who feel like they've maybe tried everything and hit a wall, but it is good to know it's not all just a euphoric experience. It can be, like I said, lonely, or you're kind of like not sure what's going on, confusing. For me, having the safety of a doctor and a therapist in that made that safe enough for me. And so just make sure it feels like something like, yeah, I could be in that space, you know? Nice. Very cool. I love that. Yeah. It's making me think of the last time I did uh, psychedelics in my twenties that I had a moment of like, is this my permanent state forever? And the people I was with were also under the influence (laughs) and just feeling completely out of my mind and nothing to kind of anchor me into reality. So I could definitely see the benefits of having two like sober professionals who are, you know, can help sort of guide you through that experience. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Very cool. So we're going to be covering the second dose in our next episode. And then we have our interview with Dr. Coleman and Missy coming up soon. So that way you can hear what is actually happening in the brain, not just my experience of being in the void. Again, I'm Abby. And I'm Mona. And this is All the Therapies. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Thanks again for joining us. Check out our show notes to learn more about this episode and to find all the ways to follow us. And remember, if you're curious, try it.